What's going on, guys? It's Yahavi David Sinclair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the Sinclair Speaks Show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm going to pick your brain. Let's get started. Um, you know, I don't know if you know about my introduction, but it go a little something like this. Uh, What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David St. Clair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast. I'm your host, Yahavi St. Clair, and I am sitting here with another special guest. Now, this connection, this connection, of course, is a powerful connection. Um, I am one that is, of course, a student to the game. This is an interview that I had marked on my calendar for my own personal reasons, and I am so excited. I feel like a freaking... <laughs> no pun intended, a kid in a candy store yeah. right now. <laughs> Guys, without further ado, Lakenya Francis, CEO and, and, and founder, of course, of I Crave Vending. Now, for, for those that are now tuning in, uh, Lakenya, if you can, please give us a, maybe anywhere between maybe a three to five minute introduction on who you are, your mm -hmm. brand and your business. And of course, what brings you on to the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. All right. Um, so, uh, first of all, thanks for having me here. I'm, I'm excited to be here and kind of get into this. I love talking about it. It's fun. I love it. Um, so again, I'm Lakinya, um, the founder and CEO of I Crave Vending. So I'm from Miami, Florida, actually. And, um, I kind of got into vending a couple of years ago. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure if we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but just with something to do. And, um, I started off actually in the business as far as operating, right? And I went through a lot of trial and error because I didn't have anybody to say, hey, do this, don't do that. And, you know, so I've, I've gone through my journey on vending. And then along the way, uh, you know, people started saying, hey, how do you get into that? Like, I thought you had to be a big company or corporation or something like that in order to get into vending. And I'm like, no. And I started, you know, giving people a uh, game and stuff like that. Um, you know, and then I was like, wow, you know, people are interested in it. So that's what kind of led me up to where I am now with the consulting part of it. And to be honest, this is my main focus. And I'll tell you guys a little bit later what's next for me as far as operating and vending machines. But uh, right now, my main focus is really helping other people and walking with them through the process of getting started with their vending machine business. So uh, that's really key on what I'm doing right now. I still have a few vending machines out there. I have someone helping me, but uh, my main walk right now is really helping people from start to finish uh, with whatever type of vending that they want to do. And, um, and I'm loving it. I enjoy it. It's so rewarding, you know, um, to help people, you know, achieve that little piece of financial freedom by, increasing their income 
you know, on top of whatever their day job is or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's, that's pretty much what I do. I do have a few vending machines, um, but I also consult with people and, and teach. I have courses, eBooks, but uh, I really enjoy the one-on-ones the where I can really talk with you like this and get you from that start point to the end point. And so, um, so that's pretty much what I, what, what I do and, you know, what I crave vending is all about. I am thrilled that you, that you're at the point where you're doing consulting, you're doing coaching, because there are a lot of people right now that are interested in getting into the industry, but they don't know how to start. And there are some people that don't offer the coaching. So can you, can you elaborate on a little bit more and like, what kind of like sparked that path for you? And, and why is it, why is coaching so important for, for, for anyone that's looking to get started right now? Um, so what really sparked that path just to kind of give you guys a little not to go too far back but um i'm when i graduated college back in 2010 i actually moved back home to miami and i was teaching i was teaching middle school and high school language arts uh for four years and <laughs> before i moved on to my government job but i was doing that and so i'm a teacher at heart you know i enjoy talking i enjoy you know, getting up there and teaching and walking somebody through patience and holding their hand. So when people started asking me, hey, just random people like, hey, how do you do that? You know, and I started posting on Instagram, like, uh, how do you do that? And so I was like, wow, okay, people are interested in this. And so uh, with my job, I, I do that. I create curriculum. So I already had a little bit of background of okay, what will it consist of something that is good, you know, like an ebook, a, you know, a little starter or a course or something that's really going to get the point across. And okay, well, what can really put the icing on a cake? Consulting one-on-one. Um, there's only so much you can get from an ebook, from a course, but if you can get on the phone and talk to me, uh, you know, things change and I keep up with, with, with things all the time. So, you know, what was going on six months ago, uh, my knowledge has increased. So uh, when you get me on the phone, you get me right then and there, and it's, it's just so much better. So I really enjoyed that, uh, you know, that one-on-one -on -one piece. And, and that's what I really, um, you know, what I really recommend when people are trying to get into the business. Now, what are people benefiting from that? Here's the truth. Uh, you, me, anybody, like I did, you can go online and let me give you a little knowledge. That's what I did when I started. Started Googling, YouTubing. There's videos out there. Um, you know, there's blog posts. Uh, just started reading and, and finding out bits and pieces of information. Uh, and I took whatever it is that I researched and I just ran with that. Right. And I started up just like that. Now, along the way, I've had to tap myself on the head like, wow, man, I wish I, I wish I would have knew that. I just wasted money. I just, uh, you know, I just got screwed over, you know, uh, you know, people, you know, I, I wish a lot of money, a lot of trial, a lot of error um, because I, I did do YouTube and research. I did do Google and research. There's only so much you can learn from there. The best learning is from experience. So I took all that, those bad, you know, those, and I wouldn't even say bad, but all of the trial and errors for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm chopping it in half for everybody. I'm saying, listen, don't do this, do this. 
This is, and I'm very transparent. This is exactly what happened to me. And I'm just telling you so you can skip that mistake. Uh, you know, that's the purpose of me. And so I think it's important sometimes um, to, to reach out to somebody who's where you want to be, where you're intended on going, or someone who has some experience and they know more than you. And, you know, you might can save yourself time and money. So, you know, coaching and consulting, it's important. It, it is. I never realized it until I started doing it. Like, wow, you know, um, and even from, you know, consulting, I've been doing it for about a year now, helping people, you know, from what I was doing three, four months ago, I've changed some things up because I always want to be effective as possible with really helping people and really helping them get to that end road. So, um, you know, it's, it's necessary because you really can save yourself money, a lot of money, when you know certain things and you have somebody that's been through it and they can tell you don't do that or you know don't go that way go this way um and, and just kind of give you that knowledge you know um and so coaching in that aspect is 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 pretty you know it's pretty important in, in my opinion the only way i would get started in the vending machine business is through you in in terms of coaching that's the only way just to avoid, as you said, that trial and error. Did you have a, a mentor or a coach or anyone that's like, hey, you know, go about it this way? Or you was just self-educated to the point where it's like, all right, I could use these resources here and just put it together as you go. So to be honest, right, uh, <laughs> when, when I first got started, it was reading, reading, reading. Um, and, 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 looking at YouTube videos. And I literally woke up one day, I had already did my research, found out about how much money I needed. So I have been saving, but I literally woke up one day and on my lunch break, I said, you know what? I don't read all I can read. <laughs> I don't watch all the videos I can watch. I'm just going to do it. And I really stuck my head out there. <laughs> I really did. There's a lot of stuff I did not know. Um, but along the way, um, I did meet a guy here. Uh, he was the mover. He actually moved the vending machines and he's not into vending anymore. He really just does like selling machines, fixing on them and transporting them. And, you know, he told me, he said, Hey, you know, Francis, that's my last name. So a lot of people in Miami, you know, the, the demographics here is made. So they Francis, Francis. So Francis, um, <laughs> um, if you need anything, call me. You know, sometimes people say that to be nice. So I was like, you know what? I have questions. I'm calling him. And I started calling him. And he, you know, would would, would kind of let me know certain things that I was asking. And, and then sometimes he'd extend a little bit further and give me other tips. Now, I'll, by the time I've gotten to this point to where I'm like really reaching out to him, a lot of mistakes had already been made. But I will say I learned a lot from him. And we're still friends to this day. We met up yesterday. Uh, we still do business together. And, you know, relationships and networking is very important uh, when you can find someone that's in it. So although he's not operating in it, um, there's things that he can do that I still, you know, for example, repairing. I'm not a repair person, um, but he is, you know, uh, I'm not a mover, but he has the truck with the lift. Um you know, I, I've had him sell machines for me, um, you know, and that's what I like about vending. It's a, it's a safe investment, right? Uh, because I'm so busy right now, <laughs> I, 
way busier than I was when I first started vending. Um, you know, I got vending, I got the consulting, I'm in school, finishing up my master's. Um, I still do work a nine to five, right? So he helps me and he sold some machines for me before and we've sold them for more than what I paid for them. And I've already made my money back. So I'm like, I tell people, you know what? I don't want to be naked, I want to be transparent. If you get into this business and you feel like, man, this, okay, this is not what I thought. I'm not really feeling it. You can always take a picture of your machines and sell them back to the market, make your money back. And so that's what I do like about it. And, and you know, um, and so I always let people know to, to, to keep that in mind, because a lot of people are trying it out just to see if this is something that they can get into and they don't know if it's going to work out. Um, but most businesses, once you invest your money, that's it, right? Most, most of the time. Um, but with vending, it's a little bit different. You buy the machines, you know, it's too much for you. You need to downgrade a little bit, you know, chop off some, sell them back to the market, man. Sell them back to the market. So anyways, this gentleman who, uh, you know, was the, the machine mover for me, he was my mentor um, and still is. We still collaborate, uh, but way after I started. But he would be that person that I was able to call that had that knowledge of what I was talking about, um, you know, to give me that feedback. Let me ask you this, because, you know, every time I'm on a podcast interview and I ask a question, so many doors open up. Would you say vending in particular and what you do is location key? Because I have one in my barbershop and our barbershop is bumping and they have a really good vending machine in there. Does it? You're saying that when you go get your haircut, there's one in there. Yeah, they have they have a vending machine in there. And, you know with the demographic is great, but that barbershop is always having volume. So they got candy, they got snacks, they got water, they got soda, they got everything. So would you say that location is key? Man, let me tell you, with vending, location is everything. Nothing else matters. Um, it's not buying a machine. You can buy anything. Look how many car lots we got. You know, you can buy anything. Anything's for sale. You got the money, somebody's selling it, and you can buy it. Um it's not registering your business. That's easy. You can go online most states and do that. Um, you can go to the store and buy the product. The hardest part, the key part, the most important part with vending is the location. And again, that's another thing that I had to kind of learn along the way. Like I understood that, right? So you already know that, but there are certain things about location. So now with a little bit more knowledge, I tell people, okay, when you get to the point, and my consultant is not just, oh, we talk one time, one, one, all, one thing fits all. No, I'm very in tune. Hey, let's check back in in two weeks and let's see where we're at. Now, when you get to the point of locating um, something that I just started doing recently over the last two minutes, let me evaluate your lo location. Um, let me take a look at it because I can look at it and say, hey, this place looks slow, you know, and doesn't look like they're, you know, they're hitting on anything. And if you don't have people coming in and out of the, the business, or if it's, um, you know, for the employees and a mass amount of employees, you're going to be upset <laughs> because you're going to be having your machine somewhere and it's not really going to be making the investment back fast enough. Um, you know, and so location is everything, man. That is the key factor. And that's where you got to have a little patience. Um, because the location might not fall out of the sky and you're like, oh my God, I landed. And I do talk to some people that get really lucky, like, whoa, but location is everything. And, um, a well-established barbershop is actually a really good location. 
um, where I get my hair done, right? <clears throat> the guy that, you know, um, does my hair, he said, hey, why don't you talk to, um, you know, the owner in this shop here about putting a machine? And this is a well-established shop. It's been around for a while. The owner's known. Um, all of the seats are booked. Uh, every time I go get my hair done, you know, everybody else is in there getting their haircuts. You have to wait at least an hour. And that's with appointment. Like, it's just booming like that. And um, <clears throat> I didn't pursue it because I don't have the time. And that's another thing I learned. A lot of people are like, hey, I want 50 machines. But do you have time to manage 50 machines? That's another thing. You can get swallowed and you can produce poor customer service by taking on more than what you really can handle. Uh, so I told him I can't, I can't do it. But I, I took a step back and he told me, he's like, hey, you know, I take Mondays off um, and every other day I'm here and I'm doing hair from nine in the morning to, you know, seven, eight at night. He was like, man, I spent like 10 bucks a day running to the gas station. And the location was so perfect because to get to the gas station, you had to get in the car. So how convenient would that have been if a vending machine was there? You got to wait. And one thing I learned in this era of the pandemic Regardless of what times we're in, recession, people losing their jobs, people are going to pay to look good and feel good. So people are going to continue to get their haircuts and people are going to continue to get their hair done and, you know, and just groom themselves because that's just the era that we're in. And that's just what it is. I think that's it, maybe it's always been like that. So an established barbershop is, is man, you can really like capitalize for real. And make some good money in there um and you don't even have to be there while it's while, while the money's being made so um yeah location yeah. is key location yeah yo it, it is yo it's crazy because it when you look at the entire barbershop setup especially mine mm -hmm. sometimes you know i would have a haircut schedule at say 10 a.m man i ain't get into the barber chair till like 11 45 sometimes <laughs> noon if it's a saturday maybe two o'clock you know what i mean but you know to your point Yo, we're hungry sitting there and the vending machine's right there. Yeah. Now, would you say, and I, I don't want, of course, I would say obviously, right? Mm -hmm. The more you would have in it in terms of just beverages, snacks, and candy, those machines operate better than the basic um, just snacks with no beverages. So, um, so one of the first things, like when I'm consulting a little bit, right, I like to talk about is first I tell people, all right, let's, let's what type of vending do you want to do? That's the first thing. Vending is, is way beyond snacks and drinks right now. That's I, Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait. You don't. Nah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I got hype. I'm sorry. Way beyond <laughs> I actually do more consulting with non-traditional vending, meaning other things outside of snacks and drinks. I do every, you know, with snacks and drinks, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what most people think of when they think of vending machines. But, um, but, but back to the point. Um, so, the first thing I would say is, okay, what 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 type of vending you want to do and where is it going? Because depending on the size and the space that they have, I'm not sure where you're located. Where are you again? I, I'm upstate New York, but I am in between uh, uh, between Justice County, New York and Danbury, Connecticut. So okay. my, bar, my barbershop's in Danbury, but that area, it's, it's a booming area. It's a really okay. busy market. So what I'm thinking is really, okay, so you have snack machines, that's where it's all snacks. Then you have drink machines, that's where it's all drinks. Then you have what they call combinations. So a combination machine is where it has, um, you know, the bottom half will be drinks and the top half will be snacks. Now, typically people get those 
um, because of the space. So maybe the location might not have the space. And so it's ideal in a barbershop. It may not, you know, have a large area. And that's why I ask you where you are, because I know, you know, like New York, you know, a lot of the places and the buildings and stuff is tight, you know, so you would more likely probably get uh, a combination machine. So um, really, it, it, it wouldn't matter which one. Now, most vendors, people who are vending, they would rather have two machines because, you uh, you know, in a drink machine by itself, it typically can hold like 300 drinks, you know, but if you're in a combination machine, you're sharing it with your snacks. And so most people would prefer to have two machines, but depending on where you are, that may not be an option. You might have to provide them with, with just one machine. So, you know. I want to, I'm trying to do my best and I'm really trying to do my best here to avoid asking you coaching questions. <laughs> and that's why, yeah, okay. All right, so good. I could dive in. Great. Because, you know, I've learned, I've learned a little bit. I don't know too, of course, I don't know that much, but I've learned a little bit with the vending machine business, ironically, because of TikTok. And there are a couple of TikTokers out there and they, and they have a way of uh, getting their message out there and making it informative. Like, hey, this is what you do. You would reach out to the business owner, say like, you want to get this machine in there, agree to give them maybe 2%, 5%. Mm -hmm. um, again, you don't have to answer that question, but is that, okay. Is that something that you negotiate with, with, with the, the, the business owner? Like, hey, you know, we're coming in here. Um, we'll, we'll let you know how it's always going to be full. We're willing to give you collateral at say 5% or something like that. So, so once you get your, your, Type of vending, your machine location is next. Okay, so location. Let's let's dive into the location, which is the most important part. And it's the hardest part of the business. And I tell people that up front because I want them to know and be aware of the challenge that's going to come with getting started. Um, but finding a location typically is the hardest part. And when you're trying to get a location, uh, people usually do it in one or two ways. The first way will be like you're saying, really getting out there, getting in front of the location, you know, the owner, the business, the business owner, depending on how big the business is, if it's too big, you might not be able to reach the owner, but the manager, the person that's in charge, who can make decisions. And, um, and, and you got to kind of come with a pitch. And I do help guide people. I have a, a written script um, and I talk it out with them. Yeah, I have a written script. I talk it out with them. I tell them to be human, be real, you know, um, sound confident. Because if I come to you, I mean, you come to my business and you sound, you know, all over the place. Uh, I may not be like, oh, you know, I don't really want to deal with this person if they're a new company. You don't, you don't have to tell them all that. So you want to sound confident. There's, there's a way that you're going to approach the business. Um, and, and typically, uh, when I teach you what I teach you, like what to say, um, really highlight on the benefits of having your vending machine in their location for free. So that's the idea. Hey man, um, Yahavi, man, you know, I know you have, you got this barbershop. I noticed you don't have any vending machines in here. Um, would you be interested in having a machine placed in here for free? Um, this will be a good benefit for your employees. So if your barbers are booked up, they can't leave out to go to the store. The machine is here conveniently. Prices are good. Um, you know, we can communicate with the product uh, product placement. Um, and guess what? This will also be good for your customers um, that are sitting, waiting. Uh, food usually, you know, comforts people. So, um, and it's free to you. I'll keep it stocked and maintained. And that you, you're really highlighting on the benefits of them having this free machine in their business. Now, 
some people will really be like, whoa, you know what? That is a benefit. Um, it's a benefit because where's the nearest gas station? I got to get in the car to go there. I can't just walk next door. So targeting places like that is good. Um, you know, really taking your time and looking and seeing, well, what's around here? You know what I'm saying? I got some machines in a, in a warehouse. I don't pay anything to them. Why? Because <laughs> in order, first of all, it's hot in Miami. It's always hot. Like right now we're like, it's probably like 75 outside right now. Um, you know, our winter may consist of one or two days uh, getting cold. So, you know, it's hot. Um, you know, these people are working in the factory. When it's time to, you know, get something to drink, the machine is there, it's stocked, it's cold. I got the stuff in there that these people like based on their demographics. You know, uh, what type of people are working here. Um, these are things that I need to keep in mind as I'm placing the product. You know, um, it's convenient here and they don't have to do anything at all but use the machine. They don't have to do nothing. No repairs is nothing. So, uh, you know, some owners will see the benefit and they won't ask for anything. But then you have some that, uh, you know, they'll be like, well, what's in it for me? Or, you know, what is, you know, what about my electricity or whatever the case may be? And then that's where you got to kind of already know that they'll do that. And honestly, you have some people inventing, they're like, if I got to pay a percentage, I don't want to put my machines there. And you have some people that are like, okay, it, I'll do it. I get it. You know, although, and I tell people, they're like, really? Um, a vending machine doesn't take up any more electricity than a traditional refrigerator. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, you're running up the current, you know, really high or whatever, but some people do want to cut. Um, and I tell people, you know, Hey, here's the threshold of the percentage. And depending on the location, sometimes if the location is banging, uh, <laughs> so, you know, for example, um, I had a client that, and I never thought about this and I'm just sharing it with everybody. I had a client I, I was consulting with and a lot of people that I talked to, they have a little understanding about vending. They just need me to help help them piece it together and what steps to take. I don't know which way to go, left, right, straight. <laughs> Help me out, Lakinya. Um, and she was telling me that her job has vending machines and they're going to let her place her machines. And I'm like, well, why would they do that? And um, and where do you work? And she was like, oh, yeah, I work. You know, I'm a nurse. I work at the dialysis at a dialysis clinic. We have a lot of those in Miami popping up everywhere. Um, and I'm like, the dialysis clinic. She was like, yeah, the man comes in there every other day and refill the machines. And I'm like, what? And they're going to like, that's a killing. And um, she said, yeah, and she had to break it down. She said, you got to think about it. Most of the people that come in here are older. Um, they're getting dropped off by medical transportation. And I know a little bit about that because my grandmother used to use that. So, you know, where they take you to your doctor's appointments and it's not like Uber, well, I'm going to call you, I'm ready. It's a system. So sometimes you got to wait. And she said, these people are here with us all day. And a lot of them are going back to a nursing home. They're not, you know, and this is all they got was the vending machine. So they use it. I said, man, that is, that's brilliant. And then the next day she takes me a picture of the machines. They're not even any state of the art. Some couple hundred bucks, the machines, he couldn't have paid no more than a couple hundred bucks. So I'm like, man, he's, he's, he's killing it again. You know, the average drink machine can hold, you know, up to two, like almost 300 uh, drinks. And, you know, a snack machine can hold a, hold a couple hundred uh, pieces of product as well. So I'm like, man, that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, so, so, so what you're saying pretty much is 
you could have the best state of the art machine, but if that location is bad and it's a ghost town, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's why you really want to um, pay attention or, or, you know, get a second opinion. That's why I offer that to people. I say, Hey, listen, um, you know, I know everybody's not a talker, but reach back out to me, utilize me. You let me help you. Um, let me, once you get your location, like send it to me, I'll check it out on Google. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll do some, some background. I'm a researcher. I'm a researcher. So just, just let me help you because we want to make sure that this place has the people that are coming in and out. If they do not, it's gonna, it's not going to be any good. <laughs> and you know, and, and, and you're going to be upset. You're going to be upset or you're going to feel like the business has failed you. And to your point, like you said, <laughs> Uh, you know, they didn't have the best machine in the world, but they were in the best location and they made a killing. Made a killing. Um, and I think they were just allowing her to possibly move her machines in there because they weren't on a contract or anything with him. And a lot of times, and I didn't really notice this until people started like keeping me up to date on, okay, let me know how you're going. Hey, Lakinia, just letting you know, I went to this place, that place. Yeah, they already have a machine, but they're going to let me. Like I'm working with a lady right now in uh, North Carolina. And I started working with her about March or April, somewhere around in there. And just one day, maybe about a month or two ago, she hit me up. She texted me and said, hey, she want to let you know I got a location. And I'm like, okay, well, well how did you get that? Because I want to know. Um, she was like, you know, someone that I know, they knew that, you know, I'm into the vending. And she reached out to me and said that the school that she works at, um, they have vending machines, but they're not happy with the service. The guy, you know, he doesn't come all the time. And this is where I say, you gotta be careful with taking on more than what you can handle. The guy doesn't come as often as he should. And the machine is not always stocked. And, you know, they, they, they're ready for um, a new machine. So, you know, once that lease is up and she's actually um, probably at the beginning of this year, she's getting brand new machines. So, and that's another thing I taught people through use machines or new machines um with with her because of okay it's a it's a private school it's a i think it's a christian school i think that's the religion that it is a christian school uh they have 120 kids they have a staff of about 30 people and they're open every day monday through they're open every day and the reason why is because it's a school and it's a church so the machines are going to be used all the time. So in that case, I said, you can afford to get a new machine. You know, cause you're gonna have your credit card reader on there. Um, most kids nowadays in high school, they have credit cards or, or debit cards or whatever. Um, you got a, a good amount of staff. You got, this is a private school, they're in school. Um, it's worth it. You'll, you'll be able to handle it and so, you know, we got to be careful when there's another thing you got to be careful with, um, you know, making sure that you're providing good service because, you know, if someone can come right in off of you and, and offer a better service and they'll go for it. But um, but yeah, so you don't have to have the best machines to make money. Now, when it comes to machines, there are some things that you do want to keep in mind, though, you know, as far as like maybe use machines. Um, not getting them too old because if they're too old then they may not be capable of having a credit card reader attached to them. Um, 
And it's a way that, and I have videos and resources that I share with people on how to tell. I've even had people, I tell them, well, you can ask the seller. A lot of times the seller don't know. Okay, well, open up the machine. Let me tell you where to look. Take a picture, send it to me. Um, you know, I get very detailed like that with helping people. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the things you got to be careful with. If the machine is, you know, oh, the machine is like super cheap, but, and if it's too old, you can't attach a credit card reader. And a credit card reader, you know, it, it'll increase your sales up to like 30%. So you want to have one. You definitely want to have a credit card reader on there to, to really make, you know, to, to, to not miss any sales. So, uh, but believe it or not, this guy um, at this dialysis place, he didn't have any credit cards on there. He didn't have a credit card on there. But I mean, these people, these group of people are structured. You know, they know every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they're going to dialysis. So maybe they get their, their money, keep their dollar bills. You know, they're mostly older people. So that's a little bit different. You know, that's a more controlled environment. And so, you know, they already, they know they have to come here. They know the machine doesn't have a credit card reader, but typically you don't want your machine to be too old to where you won't be able to, um, you know, connect a credit card reader to it. So you want to get, you, you pretty much want to get to the point where one machine pretty much buys the next machine and so oh, yeah. forth and so forth and so forth. But um, to your point, my biggest takeaway is location is everything. You could have the best state-of-the-art machine in the world, but if that location ain't popping, your machine ain't popping for you. And uh, looking in the beauty industry, because it, it's funny, because of Clubhouse, I have so much more connections of just women in, in, in the hair industry. So that, for one, because they're in there all day, every day, getting their hair done for hours, right? Yeah. So having a machine in there, yeah, that, that that's very convenient to your yeah. point. But, um, with COVID, right, with the pandemic, how can one, uh, uh, you know, you know, I, me personally, I wouldn't go in, in into like each each uh, job because of social distancing. So how can you try to do that on like, is there a way that you could do this online? Uh, you don't um, have to dig too deep into it, but is there a way for someone to find out if a company or a small business already has a machine without seeing it? So, Here's the thing, right? When when it comes to location, finding locations when I'm talking to people, and you know, point number two, the first way is doing it yourself. The second way will be having someone else to do it, but that's another thing. But if you're doing it yourself, um, I tell people you can call. You can call, and some people will call. Um, they'll call. You gotta have your script together, though. You gotta know what you're gonna say. Maybe have your list. However, you're gonna uh, organize yourself, um, but you can call. You can call um, and and do it that way. Now, you get better results when you go in person, but you definitely can call. People do that. And I have another little trip uh, uh, trick that I that I something I kind of came up with to to have people to try out. I'm not sure if it works or not. Um, another way to kind of reach out to people in a different way due to COVID to see if they'll get some responses that way. Um, you know, just without having to go in person. Um, but you can definitely call people do it. You do have some people that are like, no, don't call. Um, uh, you should go in or whatever. Um, I even have some email tactics and, you know, some people email and some people get results. Some people get results on that. It, it really just depends. Um, so you can try, you definitely can try with calling and with, with vending, um, 
it's best if you go in. And the reason why is if you think about it or if you be strategic of when you call, uh, but if you think about it, let's think about your barbershop, right? Let's say they didn't have a vending machine in there and somebody was calling and I don't know who picks up the phone, if it's another barber or whoever's not busy or whatever the case may be. But if you call there on a Saturday at 2 p.m., they're not going to give you the time of the day, even if they ain't got a machine. Oh, no, no, we, we're not interested. That's what you're going to get because the time that you call wasn't the right time. So I always talk to people about less. Let's be let's use our head and let's thinking about when we're reaching out to businesses, um, when we're doing it. So that way we can possibly get better results at talking to someone. Um, and a lot of times it's because people are busy and that's why they're like not interested. They're not even hearing your pitch. They're just not interested because they don't have the time. And so that's why most say, all right, if you come in person, it's better. It's better. You can leave a card you know, they can connect with who you are. And maybe when they do slow down and catch a moment, they might call you back or whatever the case may be. Um, but I've seen people get results on both ends, uh, you know, virtually um, and in person. In person is the preferred method, but, you know, uh, you definitely can do either or. That's dope. That's incredible. You know what? I'm thinking out loud. I'm going I'm gonna to mess around and throw a mask in there in the middle machine. Hey, get your mask, though. Hey, come on now. <laughs> There's another thing that I really like about the vending machines, right? The snack machine, not the drink machine, but the snack machine, um, you can put anything in there. Anything. That's what they put the lashes in. It's a snack machine and we convert it. We convert it and make it look pretty, but that's what you put the lashes in. That's what you put the toiletries in, um, you know, electronics, anything. As long as it'll fit in there and you can dispense it, you're good. Because most machines go uh, from anywhere from zero to a um, thousand bucks that you can program the, the price. So you can you don't have to just sell snacks and drinks. Um, you know, you can get, you can, and guess what? So I have my thing about uh, people, and I even have uh, material for um, PPE vending. So here's my take on that. Now, um, <clears throat> I have it because people want to know about it, honestly. Now, but what do I feel about that? I feel like right now we're in a time where, um, and it's in, I don't, I don't know how it is, right? I don't know if it's as bad as it was a couple of months ago, but we're in a time right now where people are wearing masks and they're trying to be a little bit extra sanitary because we're forced to. But the moment that we're not forced to, that might not be a good investment anymore. But it's okay. The reason why it's okay is because it's a snack machine. You can just take it out and put something else in there. So you're not tied to one thing. But right now in this time, in this day and age, you definitely can throw some mask in there. Now I would probably get a little bit more creative because you can find a mask pretty much everywhere now. I remember at one point you really couldn't find masks. Um, but maybe I would get a little bit more um okay, what do people like? How can I connect with people because they have to wear masks, but let me put it to where they feel okay about wearing it. You know, maybe you want to make your machine sports theme, you know, um, NFL mask, you know, find someone to, to do them, put the teams in there, you know, you can get a wrap. I have contacts for wraps, um, you know, and, and you could take a regular snap machine and make it up. I'm just throwing it out there because I'm Miami and I was just watching the game, but a dolphin, you could wrap it with the dolphins logo, whatever, but have all of the different um, teams uh, face masks in there, you know, and you can do it like that. Or um, for the kids, you can make a kid's mask machine, get all the popular 
um, cartoon characters right now nowadays. You know, Fortnite machine, and people will buy it. You know, people will. Yo, buy nah, it. Yo, now, now you spot on right now. You dropping a lot of. Now I gotta slow you down. You dropping, you dropping a lot of gems right now. Yeah. Hey, everyone, everyone, listen to this. You got, hey, look, y'all want more? Tune into the course, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, come on now, come on now. I don't want you giving out too too much. So I, I want I want to know a little bit more because of course I'm interested. One of I used to be a personal trainer for seven years. So one of my personal one of my old personal training clients he actually follows you on Instagram, and in my marketing one of my marketing clients um, he expressed some interest too. So you know there are a lot of people that's very interested in getting into this business, and I think it's only right for everyone to go through you to avoid that trial and error, as you mentioned with the coaching and the consulting. Um, what are some benefits from your uh, consulting and coaching program for all potential prospects? Um, so uh, I'm not sure if you mean, you know, just like some uh, in terms of just uh, benefits of, uh, you know, me, say for me, for example, what, what are the benefits of me coming on to work with you as a client? Right. Um, do you help me find the machines? Do you so, help me find the locations and the scripts that you mentioned? So here's the thing, right? So, any package that you that you you know decide to get is going to come with a recorded you know like how we're kind of in now recorded on what to do from start to finish um it's also going to have you know the script that you're talking about all kind of resources and videos and links that i'm going to be referring to to kind of help you piggyback from um i also have different ebooks with different types of vending because maybe you want to know what are my options? I might not want to do snacks and drinks. Can you tell me what else I can do? So I kind of present options and put that in front of you. Um, I also have a package that, cause some people don't want to get on the phone and I get that. Some people are like, no, I can just, you know, read your information and I can go from there. And some people are like, Hey, I want a quick call with you in addition to that. So I have another package where I can find the machines for you. I'll find, it's a machine finder service. That's something I came up with. Cause I'm like, I, I and, and you know, I'm telling people where to find the machines. And, you know, when they're looking, all right, well, is this a good machine? I don't know. So what I do is I'll go find them for you. And I'm not just going to find them and say, here you go. Here's a machine. I'm going to find it. I'm going to point some things out to you. I'm even going to tell you what I would, offer the seller you know because maybe hey you know they're they're it's a little bit high you should also so I'll, I'll send notes and everything with it and then I'll tell you okay schedule your call and we'll get on the phone and talk about it a little bit more now my next package is a little bit more is it's not just a single call it's the call plus unlimited communication so we may communicate via text you know, you might want me to evaluate your machines that you find on your own. Hey, look, can you look at this? What do you think? And I'll send you some notes back. Um, and it, it's an ongoing mentorship and I'll kind of hold your hand up until you're done. Um, one client that I was working with that I really was like, okay, this is needed. Uh, we went through the entire process from talking on the phone, her reviewing the material, talking on the phone, um, she's gotten it, getting with the location. Okay. Once she got the location, we, we went in between new machines, used machines, uh, finding the best fit for her, um, getting her hooked up with a new machine, getting that financing. Cause I do partner with a company that, you know, that offers financing and whatnot. Um, 
and even down to product placement. So we're on the phone. Let's go on to the website where you will purchase your products. Let's talk about where your, your machine is going, the type of people that's there. Let's go ahead and let me tell you, these are the things that you probably should sell. This is your price point that you want to sell it at because this is what you're paying. Um, you know, how do I know what to price? I'm, I'm going to help you with that, depending on where your location. A lot of things depends on the location. So I like it because it's tailored. It's just not a, oh, go buy my course and you'll learn. No, it's buy the course. And then in addition to the course, we get on the phone and I will mentor you based on because what state you live in, that makes a big difference. Florida is different from New York. You know, uh, that's not a good point. Florida is different from, I don't know, um, you know, any other state, whatever, somewhere on the West Coast, maybe. And, um, you know, and so the what works in Florida might not work over there. You know, the demographics might be different. Uh, where's your location? So my program really does cater to the person that is looking for help, not just a one size fits all course, buy this course and, you know, thanks for buying my course. <laughs> so it's really uh, personal. It's personal. It's very personal. Um, and I meet you where you are because some people have some knowledge. Um, I've talked to people that have machines already. Maybe they're struggling with location and they just want me to tell them, you know, just give me some feedback and give me some help, some direction on location. Um, maybe they know zero at all. So then I got to start in baby steps. So I really meet you where you are. Um, and I do also, and this is another thing that I really try to connect with people. I do understand um, working and trying to do this because most people I'm with, they're, they're working. So what I try to do is take a little bit of pressure off of you and really give you um, steps. You know, I have follow emails and say, hey, you know, this is what you need to do next. One, two, three. So you don't have to try to figure it out on your own. Let me tell you what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Um, you know, and, and accountability partner. I'm like accountability partner. And sometimes we have this idea, this massive idea that we want to do. Oh, I want to get into this big business. I want to do this. You know, you pay for a course. Oh my God, you're pumped up. And then boom, two months later, man, I, you know, I got caught up or I didn't have time. And a lot of people do that. And I really try my best to kind of stay knit and uh, check in like, hey, how's things going? Is there anything that, you know, I can help you with to get to the next level? And, and it works. It works. You know, it really how, helps pushes people. <laughs> let me ask you this. How, because when I, in my backstory on how my hustle started in high school, I got a box of candy from BJ's for uh, $15. Mm -hmm. I flipped it and it got my return on investment for 60 because it was 30 pieces. So each piece for $2. Oh, man, you How, <laughs> what is, what is the youngest, is there an age limit? Can a young entrepreneur get started in this? So that is something that when I first started this, man, I didn't even see this far. I didn't even see this far. Uh, I had, I had, I've had, parents come on the line with me hit me up hey i'm interested in starting for my kids and and i do i do mentors i do consultations with parents and kids put and i tell them how's your kid put them on the line and i talk different like i'll break it down for their age group um because i'm now this is what i really like we're teaching our kids some things there's a lot of things that you can keep teach your kids with vending so it's becoming really popular um 
I had a client one time, she told me, she's like, I'm not interested, but I want to do this for my son. He gets money every year for his birthday, for Christmas. He's the only child he spoiled. I don't want to let him keep taking his money and just spending it on games. I want him to do something. And this seems like a perfect opportunity. I was like, whoa, you know what? I like that. So now uh, I've been really consulting with a lot of parents that are trying to get their kids started up. And there's no, there's no, um, there's no age limit, you know? I, I, hold on. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you, but that is beautiful. I'm so glad you're, that you're doing that because there are a lot of young entrepreneurs out there, like really young entrepreneurs that want to get started. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you might have people that are like 15, 16, they want to get started up. Um, they may not quite know, you know, what to do. Uh, my recommendation for that, like if somebody, you know, they're, they're really eager. I had somebody inbox me the other day and, but they're a kid and they say they're 15. Uh, you know, just, I said, well, Hey, do you have an adult around? And they were like, Oh, well, my business partner, I don't have a parent. I'm not sure what the situation is, but my business partner or who person I want to do this with, they do. So my recommendation to them is, I'm not going to try to charge you guys separate. Just let, let's hop on a call, let their parents, you know, get involved. We want to make sure that we're doing this the right way. And I'll talk to you guys and, and, and help you guys out. So there is really no age limit um, at all. You can get started with this. Uh, I have a friend of mine here in Miami. She was the first person that I actually started with. She came to me with, as far as uh, with helping with, with their children. And I think her son is like maybe eight and her daughter's like six. And she said, hey, you know, I just want to do this to teach them about responsibilities and tithing to church so they can give their tithes to church. And I was like, whoa, okay. So everybody's walk is different. But that was her purpose. And that really opened up like, wow, parents can teach their things a lot from this. Um, and it's exciting. The kids is it's their business. It's exciting. It's a fun business, too. It's not like go file the papers or whatever. You know, you got candy, you got gumballs. You can start off small. I always recommend, hey, start off with a, a little candy machine, you know, uh, until they learn and get the rhythm. And then, you know, then we can graduate them up to a snack machine or a drink machine or whatever. Um, and there's other things within vending, you know, you got amusement games, uh, claw machines, all sorts of things that they can get into toys, you know, the machines where you got the little, little circles with the little toys and, uh, bouncing balls, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, back to the point though, you don't really have to be a, a certain age. Um, now having a parent, you know, involvement and help is, is needed, uh, but you don't have to be a certain age. And I actually, find the people that are successful and get great results when visiting locations is with kids, honestly. Yep. It's with kids. So uh, I remember one time I had a lady, um, she's like, hey, this is for my boys. I have four boys. I'm like, whoa, four boys. Um, and, you know, we I talked her through, talked her through the script, what to say. She takes me, yeah, we got a meeting with, you know, a barbershop. Um, and she takes me the next day, we got it. And guess what? She let them do the talking. So now we're entering in something different. Now we're teaching them public speaking skills, teaching them how to communicate with people. Um, so it's awesome, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, uh, yeah.
You there? Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm sorry. I like I lagged out for a second. Okay, yeah, I, do, yeah, that's what do I thought. You have, yeah, do you have me? Let me know if I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I have you. Can you hear me? Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I can hear you. Okay. I just had to I actually had to connect uh to my hotspot. I think it was like more so a connection issue on my end. Gotcha. Um I think the last thing I picked up was you you guys are teaching them beyond just the vending skills, but the public speaking skills as well. Oh, yeah. In terms of yeah. That business. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a few things that they're getting from here. They're not just learning, oh, let me go pick up my money. Um, they're learning different things along the way, you know, finances, responsibilities, record keeping, um, you know, getting out there public speaking. Um, so it's it's really a cool business. Um and another thing that we don't think about, it allows um, time for bonding with the parents. It's a bonding piece that I see. Um, and <clears throat> me, you know, I have a, a teenager in my house, my stepdaughter, she's um, 19 and um, she's not into this, but I'm just thinking about it. Um, man, you know what? If I would have got her into this, this would have been a great way for her and I to bond. You know, we're going on the weekend to do this together, we're going to buy the product. We have to communicate because we got to be on the same page. So it's also a bonding piece too. So it's not just, again, let me go and collect my money. It's, it's a lot of different components that, um, you know, the parents could really use this to teach their kids things that they aren't teaching them in school. Right. So and again, I know everybody budget is different. And that's why I like to get on the phone and let's see where you are. Let me give you my recommendation based on what you have. Because, you know, again, I've I've dealt with people from, you know, hey, man, I'm struggling and I'm just trying to create another source of income or, hey, I have money sitting under the bed instead of having it sitting under the bed. I want to make it work for me a little bit. Um, or I'm, I'm already an uh, entrepreneur and I'm actually doing well, but I want to diversify my, you know, my money, my investments. So, um, Yo, you are going off today. Like, I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Cause it, when you mentioned the bond, I instantly thought about my daughter. I'm like, yo, this is gen, this is real generational wealth right here. Like this is generational yeah. wealth. It really is man. And, um, it, it really is. And, and. And again, when I first started with this consulting thing, I wasn't thinking like, oh, bonding and all of that. These are just things that I'm learning along the way with experiences and connecting points. I'm like, wow, this is this is doing this. This is doing that. And um, I even got, you know, my nieces and nephews involved and got them excited and like, you know, like, you know what? My sister, you know, she can't do it. So let me let me let me invite them in and start, you know, exposing them to something that mom can't afford to do, but I can. And so let me expose them. Let me talk to them about it. Now, my nephew can't stop him from watching YouTube vending machine videos. <laughs> um, so we got to expose our kids early. And this is a, a great way. Let me ask you this is I know because I know, of course, you offer the courses. It's the kids course. Is there a kids with parents course? Is the pricing different or is it all the same? So the now I don't have a course that's specific for kids. The course is 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 
is the course. Um, when I when I speak about you know connecting with the parents and the kids, I mean on the consultations. Because I do offer just a consultation if that's what you want. I don't want the course. Um, I just want a consultation. I want that call to connect with you. So with that, it's the same price. And, you know, I just say, hey, you know, put me on speaker. Let's put your kid on the phone. Let's let me talk to him. You know, I don't charge any. It's the same price. You know, um, it's, it's not a different price or anything. But I don't have and it might be a good idea to maybe think about uh, getting a course for the kids, you know, you know, maybe the parents can, um, now I do have, <clears throat> and I, and I didn't quite put it out there. I do have a, a ebook that I wrote, um, for kids, um, about candy, the candy vending. Um, and instead of me just writing stuff in there, I made it to where I'm asking them questions and they need to write out their responses. Um, but I haven't, Final, I, 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 it's ready, but I need to, you know, review it a little bit more to make sure that it's uh, age appropriate and it's really going to connect with them. I don't want to just be throwing stuff together, but I thought about the kids too. Like, I don't want to just say, hey, go read this book, but I want to be like, uh, you know, let me give you this activity book. It's teaching you about the candy vending. It's just an ebook, but I'm asking you things along the way. Like, hey, let's think of some names to call ourselves. Write down three names, you know, stuff like that inside of this workbook. Um, and I have it. I have it. Um, it's just that, like I said, I need to finalize it to make sure that it makes sense to um, to go ahead and, and you know, and, and piece it all together. That's pretty interesting, because to my point, when I was in when I was in school, mm -hmm. you know, it was easy for all of us to hustle in the hallways and sell candy from BJ's because there was no vending machines back in the day. None. Okay. When I went back to my high school as alumni to give um, a graduation speech, what I've noticed is, oh, they got vending machines now. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's, a, it's a big difference. And that's why I asked that question, because these kids now, they don't have the opportunity that I had back then, but they have more opportunity now than I did then because of social media, of course, and because they had the access, of course, to stream this podcast episode. And they mm -hmm. had that direct access to message you and learn more about the courses and the programs. I, man, I am. And this is why I was so, and I told you this prior before us going uh, live and starting recording. I was looking forward to this interview. I had this one marked on my calendar for a reason. <laughs> and this was, this was one of those interviews where it's like, yo, nah, nah, I got to tap in. And one of my last guests told me this. He said, you know, there's times where we actually have to tap into our network. We have to use our resources. We have to reach out. We have to connect with people. So I'm excited to reach out and, and learn more about these courses and definitely invest in, tap in, and along with getting my guys involved as well. Because a couple, like, as I mentioned before, a lot of people are interested, but a lot of people are scared because of lack of knowledge. They don't want to take that action. They don't want to fail. And to have an expert like you, someone that's out here crushing it and killing it in the business, I, I think that's going to be a huge confidence for just everyone. Exactly, man. And uh, and there's so many opportunities. And now I'm thinking about, um, you know, you said that you were a personal trainer, right? Mm-hmm. You can, you know, if that was really like, you know, passion, you can get your vending machine and put it in the gym, you know, 
in that's not yeah it's not a bad idea you know it's funny i have um i have some marketing clients that i'm working with now and they, they're actually in miami florida but they have their own uh little studio set up in there yo we're we gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about that offline we're gonna definitely talk yeah. about that offline and, and, and some stuff down here yeah that that is that is awesome that is that is incredible stuff right there what are some, my next question for you is, what are some things that we could look forward to with your brand and your business and iCrave Vending going into 2021? Of course, you know, we're closing out the year. So what can we look forward to? So um, right now, it, it, it's so uh, important that you, that you said, um, okay, a lot of people don't know where to go or, or they're scared. And what I get, <clears throat> because I, to be honest with you, I build my clientele, 99% of it through IG, through Instagram, right? People finding me through posts, whatever. And, you know, and when I get on the phone call with people, I always ask, you know, I want to say, hey, well, how did you find me? It's always Instagram. And and I'm, so did you just start following? Nope, I've been following you for seven months now. I was just a little skeptical. So now I'm, you know, I just wanted to make sure it was real or whatever. And now I'm glad I did, but I get that a lot. So in 2021, I want to do what we're doing here now. Get out there, expose myself in conversations so people can not only have just a post to go off of um, or, you know, maybe even, not even just a 20 second video. They have some some, uh, you know, some substance like they get to pick my personality and see if I'm, you know, somebody they want to work with. And so for 2021, my plan is to. Um, get in front of more people in this form, this way right here. Um, and as far as vending in 2021 and summer of 2021, I am going to kind of, I'm trying to transition out of the snacks and drinks. And like I mentioned to you before, I'm, I'm in Miami um, and everybody that's tuning in, I'm not sure where you guys are from, but um, you know, Key West Florida is not, is not far. We're, you know, right, we're right by the water and we do a lot of fishing out here. And my little brother, he's actually uh, a fisherman. He fishes two to three times a, a week. And, you know, so we're in between getting a boat and chartering and, you know, that. But we kind of made a decision to go in a different direction, which is really interesting. Even more reason why I'm telling people, you know, if it, it, tap into the vending business. Um, we're uh, getting some live bait and tackle vending machines, place them out in the Keys. Um, so it's a vending machine with live bait in there. People can buy it from there. So that's what, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting into. And, uh, you know, they can buy everything. And again, uh, you know, and, and, and I'll be honest, my brother's the one that really brought this to me, but he needs my business side to kind of make it happen. But he brought the idea. He's like, listen, there are no 24 hour bait stores. And man, you know, if you're a fisherman, diehard fisherman like me, you don't have any bait, the trip is over. The fishing trip is over. So, you know, we're getting some machines and, and it'll be in the summertime. Um, just working on closing some other doors because I don't want to overwhelm myself. Um, and 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 that's when, as far as vending, that's what I'm going to be getting into, um, the specifics of the type of vending. So that's where, I, that's the direction I'm going to be going into. And as far as consulting, I'm going to be, I'm getting in front of more people in this way um, to, you know, better connect with people and let them see what this business is about and what I have to offer for them and to help them get to that, to that end road. 
Yo, this was inc- yo, this was incredible. Um, I'm at a point where it's like I, I'm I'm probably gonna uh, have you finish off with some closing thoughts because I have some things I want to ask you offline okay. and some things I want to send you offline as well. Um, uh, definitely, I am definitely um, I'm definitely tapped in to everything that you're doing here. I think I I crave uh, vending is it's going in a direction where it's like yo guys, if you're at the point where you're listening to this and you're thinking about investing you guys you guys need to reach out to i crave raving uh, uh vending and really 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 dig deep into your network yeah. use your resources take the courses get on the call whatever the programs the ebooks the, the videos study it like it's your homework because you have someone that's giving you the blueprint like legit giving you the blueprint and the tools for you to be successful. There's no reason why you should fail because in this podcast, we find, we found out exactly what the pain points were, right? We talked about early location. We talked about the machine, right? So great location, bad machine, still great business, right? Barbershops booming, hair salons booming. Yeah. Same concept. But I always say this, what good is information if you don't apply it? Take all this information, (laughs) apply it to exactly what you're doing and take action. Please give our audience some closing thoughts and some key takeaways from this episode because I'm motivated. I'm fired up and man, man, I'm fired up. Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. Hi. Just just some closing thoughts, you know, guys, thanks for tuning in and uh, just a little bit of motivation and, you know, just some thoughts that I'm thinking about literally right now. Um, don't let I don't have the money be an excuse. Um, don't let all oh, the pandemics here be an excuse. Um, I tell people all the time, even if you're worried about the pandemic, you're not ready to start right now. Um, learn right now. Let me teach you right now. Let's I'll set up some goals. We can set up some goals and some action items, some things that you can do prior to um, launching, uh, depending on what type of product that you're or, or vending you're trying to get into. Um, the point is the only way, and I always post this a lot on the quote, the only way to get ahead is to get started. Start with what you have, start with where you are. Don't worry about all that. Okay. I'm going to work with you. Um, even though, like I know my, my program offers 30 days. If I see you're trying and it's 45 days, don't feel like, Oh, she's not going to talk to me anymore. No, I'm going to help you to that end road. Um, so again, the only way to get, ahead is to get started with whatever you want to do, whatever business venture that you want to get into. Um, you got to get started. You got to start somewhere. You can't keep saying next year, next year, next year, or, you know, it's not the right time. Um, you know, make a move, invest in yourself, bet on yourself. Okay. Nobody's going to be, you know, they're going to go hard for you like you will. So, um, so definitely let's, let's, let's make 2021. And I hope a lot of people really saw that, uh, we can't depend on one income. I don't care how long you've been on your job. It's good to have a side hustle. I'm good. I had my little side hustle, um, even though, you know, I didn't have that that issue, thank God. But um, there's a lot of people that lost their jobs and they're like, whoa, I have nothing. Um, you know, even with your vending machine, because you could sell it, you know, you got you got assets. You know what I mean? Um, so don't fall. Don't let that let that be. Let 2020 be a lesson that we prepare for hopefully this don't happen again, but let's prepare for uh, the future and let's create multiple streams of income because that's very important um, anyways. So yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, Yahavi, thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. 
Um, this was. Um, it, always a pleasure. Oh, always a pleasure. And I and I could tell you this: this is not the last time you heard from me. I could guarantee it. <laughs> this was incredible, uh, Lakenia Francis. I crave vending. Like always, guys, please don't forget to like, share, subscribe to the St. Clair Speak Show podcast, streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Republic, Breaker, Stitcher. You could watch this full interview on my YouTube channel, Yahavi St. Clair. Like I always say, guys, it's that time. I'll see you in the next one.